0: Hey guys, if you click that link today, you're moving to Woodland Park, Colorado, and you're curious about what that might entail. So make sure you stay tuned all the way to the end so you get all the details about what you should think about as you're moving out here to Woodland Park, Colorado. What's up, guys? This is James Dean with James Dean Mountain Real Estate and Keller Williams Client's Choice, right here in Woodland Park, Colorado. If this is your first time to the channel and you wanna know everything there is to know about moving to Woodland Park with where to with places to work, uh, where to eat, um, you know, where to drink, where to play, or just moving to Woodland Park, like this video is gonna be right about right here, make sure you hit that subscribe button down below And don't forget to hit that bell too. That way you get notified every time there's a new video that comes out. Honestly, we've got people calling all the time that are moving here to the Woodland Park area and I absolutely love it. So make sure you reach out, give me a call at 719-304-9772, shoot me a text, send me an email, send that carrier pigeon right on its way, get them out here so that I can help you as you're looking to progress towards this move to Woodland Park. And, uh, and I'll have your back for you during that time period. Okay, so today we're talking specifically about moving to Woodland Park, Colorado, uh, and what you should think about as that time gets closer. So these are some important aspects um, that if you have or haven't looked for a home yet that you should think about uh, as you're considering doing this. So one of the big first ones are, um, we've got two major types of areas you can live in out here in the Woodland Park area and the Teller County area specifically. You've got rural, and then you've got your, your suburban area, or your uh, not really urban, but more just suburban type area. So, what type of home are you looking for? Are you looking for something that's got more privacy based, that's gonna be able to supply you with the ability to enjoy your own piece of land without having to see your neighbors? Or are you looking for something that's more suburban based where you've got a standard type neighborhood, you know, where kids can run around and play with, or you're close to neighbors, or you're just close to town too, and you're close to all those amenities in there. So that's definitely something you want to think through because we've got both sides of that. And I wouldn't say that one outweighs the other. It really depends on exactly what you're looking for and what your needs are, what you want to have when you're moving to a a mountain town or to a mountain type setting here in Colorado. The second thing you want to think about is uh, your closest, closeness to your basic needs. Um, so how close do you need to be to your grocery stores? The places you're gonna go all the time, you're gonna visit all the time, the church that you're planning on going to, um, you know, it doesn't really matter what that is, but how close do you need to be to that? Some folks don't need to be close to anything at all. They're not planning on going into town, but for once a week maybe, or once a month, depending on how far out they are and how much privacy they wanna have. So that's stuff to think about too, is how close do I need to be to those basic needs? And they're not always you know, you're just your grocery stores or your pharmacies um, or your liquor stores, depending on what your needs are. Uh, it could potentially be um, you know, the hospitals that are around or urgent care, emergency rooms, stuff like that too, uh, that might be weighing you down a little bit more as you're trying to consider like, hey, how close should I be to that stuff? Because as you get further out in the country in the mountains, Uh, you're not necessarily going to have that cell phone signal you're not necessarily going to have that immediate response especially for emergency services so that's stuff to think about too Um, so if you're really concerned about being close to a lot of those needs but still having that mountain type lifestyle woodland park's a great place to go for all that because you're going to be able to have all those basic needs provided for you right there as well as the medical side that you can get taken care of if that's something that doesn't concern you as much And you really want to look more towards getting out in that country type setting where you can enjoy even more of the wildlife, even more of the privacy, more of the beauty of living out here in the mountains. Then you'll be able to go out a little bit further where you'll be able to get, you know, different views that are out there, you know, in Divide, Florissant, Cripple Creek area. Those places that you're going to actually be able to have a little bit different of an atmosphere and a different type of feeling with that. So that's definitely another thing you want to think about getting as close as you need to be to those basic needs, whether it's close or far and how that weighs into your decision making process. Um, Another one is gonna be uh, commute to the springs. So, um, that's a big one for a lot of people, you know, if they're sitting there and they're trying to figure out, you know, like how far do I wanna commute? That's a good thing to think about and that's something that I'd be able to help you out with, too, if you're having a hard time with that. But it really is gonna be dependent upon, too, like where in Colorado Springs you're actually working um, and that will dictate, you know, which routes you're gonna take and what those timelines are gonna be kind of getting there. Uh, But that can actually have an impact on how far out to the West, you know, into that mountainous area, you want to be able to go to be able to, you know, still commute easily to the Springs where it's not a hindrance because you don't want that to be a chore on you either. Um, So just remember too, though, don't think of it as a mileage as much as the sense is in time for driving. Google does a great job. Google Maps does of basically delineating how long it would take you to get from one place to another. What it doesn't do a good job of, unless you're actually looking right in the middle of like going home traffic or, um, rush hour getting to work is telling you, you know, during those times what that's going to look like for that. And a lot of things that we see up here, um, we don't have the same amount of traffic during those times as they do down in the springs. So your time from getting from here down to your workplace in Colorado Springs will typically be almost the exact same whether it's rush hour or not, whereas in the Springs, that'll have a big impact on it too, based on where you live. So definitely make sure you have that mindset going into it um, and think about that because something that looks a lot closer in Colorado Springs, uh, when you go into rush hour and you start thinking about traffic and traffic lights and backups and accidents on I-25, you could actually end up spending more time in traffic living there in Colorado Springs than you would out here in the Pikes Peak area in the Tell County area. So just a little food for thought and stuff to think about along those lines. Um, some other stuff to think about is the different type of homes we have out here and the type of maintenance you might wanna do. Whether you want a maintenance-free home or you want a log home that's gonna definitely have some maintenance on it that either you're gonna to have to take care of or pay somebody to take care of to maintain its beauty and its value also. So as you look at rustic these beautiful rustic homes, especially you don't if you don't live in a mountain area right now and you see these gorgeous log homes um, or log siding, or cedar siding um, these homes do take maintenance to be able to maintain that look you don't have to do all that on your own but it is a process that's going to need to be done every couple years just to make sure the beauty of your home stays it's not as simple as painting a home um, it's you know there's a lot of staining and treatment that goes into place for a log home standing for a cedar home and depending on the type of siding on a log siding home will require you know some of either of both as well in that process and then even sealing between the logs on a log home just to make sure it maintains its uh, climate station uh, in the wintertime so it's not too drafty or anything along those lines so that's stuff to think about too because we also have your basic style stick homes out here you know we've got some ranch uh, brick and hardy siding homes uh, some fiber siding on them um, some stucco homes so super easy to maintain homes and it really comes down to not just your taste, but what you're willing to do over time, maintenance wise, on that too. So, definitely something to think about because it's a lot of different varieties of homes as opposed to just what you see down in the city, where a lot of them are gonna be kind of the same, like cookie cutter type homes. It's not the case up here. There's a lot of custom builds up here, and a neighborhood could have a multitude of different types of designs in it. So, just stuff to think about as you're uh, thinking about the type of home you might wanna look at. Um, there might be some differences, you know, that log rustic home. Looks beautiful, but there's going to be some different maintenance and uh, and care that needs to go into that to, to kind of keep it looking like that. Um, some other stuff to think about is the different seasons. Um, something I like to joke about all the time, and I laugh at, is uh, you know what's great about living up here is you get to go through the seasons multiple times. So in the fall time, we hit fall time earlier because we're at nine thousand feet. And Colorado Springs is closer to six, so you know we get fall time earlier with the leaves changing. And about the time the leaves are done changing here. You go drive down the pass, you can see the leaves changing down in Colorado Springs, or you know, springtime is another example. Um, that's kind of funny too. So, in the springtime, Colorado Springs, everything starts getting green, flowers start blooming on trees and flat on, on the ground, and everything it looks gorgeous. And then, right about the time it's kind of reaching its end in the Colorado Springs, it's picking up up here into the uh into the Tella County area, and we're going through the same thing up here. So, you get to experience spring, uh, different seasons multiple times. Um, but definitely remember you know um, since we are up here in a mountain area we do typically get more snow um, although it's it's usually handled really well up here especially with the road coverage with the plows that we have up here in Teller County they do an outstanding job with making sure these roads are drivable as soon as possible up here and uh, but that's something to think about uh, because living down in the Springs you know it's not necessarily as important to have a four-wheel drive vehicle or a vehicle that's not rear wheel drive that's a sports car up here in the wintertime you're gonna have a hard time dealing with that uh, just because it's gonna have those different types of feels because you're up in the mountains with the wintertime so definitely something to think about too is the different types of seasons we have up here and how those can affect what, what goes on um, give you an example we had a Dodge Challenger when we first moved here and uh, horrible in the snow and ice obviously through blizzak tires on there it did great outperformed a lot of four-wheel drive vehicles uh, but um, and we thought, oh, we nailed it, we, we get to keep it. And then um, springtime came and all the dirt roads out here and uh, I'll tell you what it did not handle well at all was the mud. Uh, we couldn't even get it up our driveway sometimes because it was muddy. Uh, so that car didn't last even a year here, it lasted about six months and we were like, hey, we've gotta, we've gotta get rid of this and get something else. So stuff to think about, you know, as those different types of seasons kind of come through as well. Uh, also, you know, moving up here, you're, you're literally moving into the wildlife's backyard. So they're not as much in your backyard as you're in their backyard. So we got tons of mule deer, Colorado Springs has tons of mule deer too, but we also have lots of black bear that come down and visit. Uh, we see those quite a bit. We have mountain lions up here, uh, herds of elk also. Um, so big 800 pound deer, 600, 800 pound deer, uh, that are in big herds up here too. Gorgeous to see, a lot of fun to see. We even have a, um, there are a couple moose, that are up here too. It's kind of cool to see. We see them maybe once a year. Uh, they're trying to reintroduce those guys down here into the uh, the more Southern Colorado area. So periodically we'll see them out here too. Um, coyotes are out here, foxes, uh, bobcats, lynx. So we're kind of in their backyard up here, whereas in the springs are in your backyard if you see them. Um, so you do get a lot of wildlife, uh, but it's really cool. So don't be surprised, lots of wild turkey too. So don't be surprised when you see that stuff. Um, definitely don't want to walk away from your house and just leave your house with all the doors open and stuff. You might find an unwelcome visitor in your home, uh, like a bear or you know something along those lines. So definitely don't want to do that. And then also leaving that garbage out too. It's something we just don't do out here. You know they'll destroy that stuff in a heartbeat. So just thinking about you know like hey I'm out here with the wildlife. It's gorgeous to be able to see them all and enjoy them. Having them you know sitting there right there by your house and stuff is a lot of fun. But remember, you're in their backyard, so they're they're kind of all over the place. So just be real careful with that too. Um, snow removal, so big thing people are always concerned about is, is like, oh, what am I going to do with all the snow? It's so hard to deal with. So if you have a large property with a large driveway, it's probably a good idea to have some kind of a ATV or side by side that's got a plow on it or a tractor. If you need if you have one that big, um, that helps out quite a bit. Or even a plow in the front of your vehicle, or just have somebody that's you know, a servicing your area that can actually come in and plow for you. For some of the smaller driveways, you don't necessarily need that at all. There's lots of folks that just get away with not doing anything at all, They might show a little bit here and there, but for the, lot of, for the most part, a lot of this stuff melts pretty quickly too. Uh, but you definitely want to try to get a home that's got that south-facing uh, side to it because that sun, since it's going to be in that southern hemisphere during the wintertime, will definitely have more of an impact on melting that snow, whereas if your driveway faces the north, it's probably not going to melt. All year long until it actually temperatures start changing on there um, so it's stuff to think about along those lines we have tons of folks out here uh, that you can pay to help remove snow um, or you can just get your own snow blower depending on what you have or if it's a super small driveway you just get a, a actual shovel now the trick is up here because this snow up here is so dry it's very light you've got to take care of it immediately so if you let it melt and then refreeze, it's gonna start getting a little bit more solid and heavy, and it's not gonna be as easy to move. But if you take care of it literally right after it snows, it's super light snow. I mean, I could go shovel a driveway easily compared here, compared to if I did that, you know, back on the east, when we lived in Virginia, and we'd get snow oh my gosh, it'd be like, well, I'm just gonna do one line so I can get one side of the wheels down and get traction to get out because it is backbreaking work because that snow is so heavy and it's miserable to get out there and have to do it. It's not so bad out here. It's a lot lighter and it's a lot easier to move around. Some other big stuff to think about out here is what you're gonna be you know, presented with if you're moving out into a rural area. So you're gonna have potential wells, Community water, which kind of works like city water. It's not as common, but there are some communities out here that have that cisterns that are buried in the ground that wells can either feed or that you have to get water brought into that feed the house also with a cistern. That's not super uncommon either. Um, it's less common than having a well that works. But those are important factors um, about, you know, like what's going to happen water wise for you when you're out here and and wells You know, unfortunately, they can fail. They don't fail very often, but they can fail. So, you know, it's just it's the process of being up here. You're in a Western state where water's a little bit more scarce and they control it a little bit more. Um, So there's different permits and parameters that are required for actually going into that. But that's stuff that we go through and we look at when we're looking at homes for you too, so that we can make sure that you're comfortable with what those settings are. Uh, we can get them tested if you needed to. Definitely testing the quality, make sure there's no chemicals in it or anything like that. Uh, but for the most part, the water out here, man, I love it. I love my well water at our house. It's, it's wonderful. I'll drink that all day over city tap water easily. But if you've got one of those community sets, it's pretty good and you're kind of set. Same thing kind of goes for the septic and the sewage. So if you got your septic system out there, you know, it's set up based on the size of the home. Every few, every so often, every few years, you're going to get that basically cleaned out. Uh, that's something that we'll get looked at and inspected, too, um, that the seller is typically required to do before they sell the house to you, so you've got verification that there's no issues with that, too, um, as well. So definitely looking towards those. Um, and a lot of that kind of keys into why it's important to have a local agent out here. Uh, like myself, I live and work out here in this area. I know this area very well. I've been here for quite a few years. Uh, been involved with real estate in one way, shape, or form for quite a bit of it too. So having a local agent that's out there that knows the area, knows the processes, knows what to look for, knows how to keep you out of those pitfalls, you know? Because nothing's worse than buying a home, you think it's the perfect home. You move in and find out a month later, it's like, oh my gosh, I had no idea that it had this problem. As a local agent, I can help prevent that stuff for you. Um, And that's what's great about being up here in this area. And the local, you know, being a local agent up here in the Teller County in the Pikes Peak area is, you know, the majority of our business and our primary place that we do business in is in this area, but we also still do stuff down in El Paso County too. So we work both these areas quite often all the time. Whereas when you get an agent that's just from El Paso County or, or Colorado Springs or up in Denver, those folks typically, I mean, they work their primary areas 99.9% of the time, and every now and then they might go out of it. They're not a local expert anywhere outside of that area. Um, so we're experts. It's one of the uniqueness uh, or the unique things that we get going for us as agents up here in the Teller County areas is we're we're an expert in both of those areas. So if you're trying to figure out which one is going to work for you, uh, I'd love to be an excellent source, you know, to help you out with that stuff. So. If you're looking into moving into Woodland Park, I hope some of these tips kind of helped you out there. Uh, once again, I'm James Dean with James Dean Mountain Real Estate, Keller Williams Client's Choice, uh, and I'm out here in the Woodland Park, Colorado area. Please give me a call at 719-304-9772. Shoot me a text an email, send that carrier pigeon on his way. Uh, but just reach out to me so I can help you with this move, help answer some questions for you, and, uh, and then per- possibly even answer questions that you didn't even realize you had just yet. Uh, as well, but I'd love to help you out. Love to have your back out here moving towards the, Wood- the Woodland Park, Colorado area.